There is enormous health care news today, and there's a lot of people to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it with our friend Jamie Cord, who's got a lot to say and knows a lot about health care. But before we do that, there's an even bigger issue out there that affects all of us as consumers, and that means it's time to check in with our friend Jamie Court. C-O-U-R-T is the correct spelling. The place is Consumer Watchdog. Find them online, consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie Court, the president, visits with us weekly. Jamie, Amazon.com, everybody. I do a lot of business with Amazon. Consumer Watchdog has a report out, but Jamie, thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. It's always my pleasure to be back here. Well, Jamie, I was checking consumerwatchdog.org, and I see that KABC, Channel 7 here in L.A., is giving media coverage to a new Consumer Watchdog report about Amazon.com and their pricing model. Jamie, if I understand it right, when you go to Amazon, and I do business, I confess, I do business. In fact, we have a distant relative that's way up in Amazon, but we have no relation really with him. So, but I just want full disclosure. We have this kind of distant family relation that's up there near Jeff Bezos, but uh, we have like no relationship, so it doesn't really matter. But with that disclosure, nevertheless, I still do business with Amazon because it's convenient. And I always see the price. They see a price and there's a big number and then there's a slash mark through it. Jamie, is that a real number, and is that what this report is all about? Well, that is exactly what this report is about. Uh, it is called a reference price, or a list price, or a we sometimes call it a was price. And many of the items in Amazon, you know, when you get a, a, a sale price, you also come with another price with a line through it, which is the reference price. And this reference price, in too many instances that we found, one in four instances when it exists, creates the impression that the consumer is getting a deal because it makes the, the price you actually pay seem substantially lower, since the one with the line through it is substantially higher. But the catch is the product is actually widely available from many other outlets at prices much lower than the crossed-out reference price. It's a, it's a straw man. It's not a real price. And in some cases, it might be the manufacturer's suggested price, which is like, you know, you go to even like one of those boutique stores. But in the Amazon case, uh, it's really baffling what, what those crossed-out reference prices are in many cases because they're just not the prevailing market price. But because Amazon is who Amazon is, which is a company that has claimed and tries to sell products historically at a little over cost, that's supposedly its business model, that you trust it. And you, you trust when you see a price with a, a line crossed out that that is the prevailing market price. In the case of Amazon, it's just not. So uh, the study here was of Amazon's uh, website, and it was conducted by a data researcher from uh, in the beginning of February for about three days of more than 4,000 products, and we found that those references prices uh, were not the prevailing market price by any means and that people are being misled. And, and we sent this information to the California Attorney General because Overstock.com was fined uh, recently for the similar conduct. Amazon actually was fined for this very same conduct up in Canada, and it allegedly cut back on the practice, but it's still happening in about one out of every four cases, maybe less commonly, but it still happens, and it's still it's still deceptive, and it violates, in our estimation, both the Federal uh, Trade Commission uh, regulation and the California uh, Business and Professions Code, and, and, a, and a, a very specific 
warning about uh, how you represent what prices were, and they have to be real prices. Well, Jamie, uh, the obvious intent of doing this kind of inflated, make-believe high price with the slash through it and then offering the price that the consumer actually pays, the obvious motive is to give the consumer the feelings of a big savings, right? And to give them the satisfaction. The problem is it's deceptive, right? And we have laws against deceptive and unfair business practices. Am I getting this right? Well, yeah, and even a more specific prohibition uh, that that reference price in California has to be based on an actual price. And in the analysis we found, while they're no longer ubiquitous, they're not on every item, they still appear on a significant proportion of the company's products. And when we went to verify what those prices are, they did not match the uh, prevailing market price. More than half of the prices on Amazon.com you know, that were crossed out exceeded the prevailing price charged by the competitors. Mm. And clearly the impression that is giving mm -hmm. is that this is the standard market price and we're crossing it out. It's not some super high price that no one ever pays, which is, I think, what the educated consumer thinks when you say manufacturer suggested price. It's like the sticker right. price on the car, right? right? There are few people who may pay that. But this is given in, in the context of Amazon really as the price that was once charged or the prevailing price, and, and because you're using Amazon, we're giving you a huge discount, and you're going to be paying a lot less. Well, in fact, those prices uh, are not uh, prevailing prices if they're, if they're crossed out, and the prices Amazon's are charging isn't uh, that much different than what's in the marketplace. That's kind of the point there is a lot of people go to Amazon, and I, I'm not really including myself. For me, it's more convenience, but a lot of people go there thinking they're getting kind of the best price, and then they see the, pr the big inflated price with the slash through it, and it kind of discourages them from shopping around, right? And isn't kind of the, the point of the report from Consumer Watchdog that if they were, or one of the points is if they were to shop around, they would find Amazon's prices and all that special after all, right? Exactly. It, uh, and that's what we trust Amazon to do. In fact, Amazon appears to be in breach of its own, we call it a list price policy, you know, where it specifically, you know, talks about what that list price should look like. But on average, the reference prices uh, that Amazon uh, is showing with the line crossed out overstate the median market prices by about 20%. Its list price policy says when we cross, uh, uh, you know, when we're giving a reference price or a list price, it's a real price. It's not a uh, a price that isn't being charged by others. And also posting, you know, reference prices in excess of the, of the prevailing market price, which, you know, vendors do uh, on Amazon Marketplace, and they do it in some cases less frequently than Amazon, uh, you know, violates uh, some of these same unfair business practice prohibitions. So, I think Amazon here, while it tried to use these list prices less after being fined in Canada, after getting some flack from it, there's a, a case on appeal right now, still does it, and it clearly knows that when it does it, it, it sells more items and moves more product, and uh, it's a sales tactic. And that is a sales tactic that needs to stop, and so we're hoping Amazon, uh, under pressure from California Attorney, Attorney General, will you know, be a little more forthcoming with consumers and stop resorting to these practices unless they're really going to be referencing a prevailing market price when they put the line through it. Well, but Jamie, I'm really glad you're shining a spotlight on it, and that will certainly encourage the California Attorney General to take a look at it, and all of this is pressure, and perhaps Amazon will simply forego the inevitable and just do the right thing. Uh, check our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. Check out all the great stuff they're doing for consumers at consumerwatchdog.org. This business with Amazon 
Amazon affects so many of us because we do business with Amazon. But Jamie, I have to move us over to what is the hot story in the news today. And I know the Amazon story affects us all as consumers, but everybody's talking about the failure of the Republican Obamacare bill in the House. The Republicans in the House cannot get their act together to pass their own bill out of a chamber that they control. Just moments before you and I sat down to do this, uh, this give and take here, uh, the announcement was made there'd be no vote today. So obviously they knew they didn't have the votes. They had to pull the bill. And Jamie, while I'm gloating and they're shot in Freud and it's obvious the Republican Party is in shambles now. They can't do anything, and including the thing they were promising for seven years. We're going to repeal and replace. Where do we go from here? Because, Jamie, next week, next month, and next year, you and I and everybody, your family, everybody, we're going to still have to have health insurance. And, you know, we can't have these destabilized markets in shambles, Jamie, with the Republicans in disarray and no policy forthcoming. What does the future hold for us? Well, if they don't have the votes to change it, we're going to have Obamacare into the future. Uh, and I think that people realize that uh, in the absence of, 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 of uh, anything better, it's better to do no harm in health care. That's what's pulling the Republican Party apart. You know, there's people who think it doesn't go far enough. There are people who think it goes too far. It's pretty clear that whatever comes out of the House, even if it comes out of the House and it may not, it's not going to come out of the Senate. So I don't see how things change. And I think that the real problem we're having in D.C. right now is that it's hard to have a value-based discussion about health reform if you have, you know, free market-only solutions on the table. The Obamacare was, was a somewhat free market solution. It didn't go far enough as far in terms of it didn't really control costs and it didn't control premiums. Some states do regulate premiums, but it did force the market to be a little fair and have a more even playing field by not allowing the fine print insurance contracts to, to screw people when they get really, really sick. And now Republicans say, let's repeal it, but there's a lot in Obamacare that people like that was very populist, and they don't quite... Like even in the attempt to get rid of the essential benefits package, people like those essential benefits. You don't want a health insurance policy that doesn't cover things that you need to be covered. It's a very tricky business. The, the honest and real solution, there is only one, is to dump the free market, get rid of the health insurance companies, and go to a single-payer health care system where the doctors and the hospitals are negotiating rates through the state, which can grind them down because it's the only game in town. It grinds the drug companies down, saves a lot of money, and you go to the doctor and you don't have to worry about these co-pays and deductibles and crazy calculations. You just go and through taxes, you pay for health insurance. And through payroll taxes, employers pay for health care. There's no insurance company to deal with. There's no paperwork. You just show up, you get covered, get treated. You don't have to worry about coming up with a, with enough money to, to, to save your own life. And that's the way it is in every industrial nation in the world. And anybody who is honest about policy in America and doesn't have a, 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 a you know a, a stake in, in the game that's being played now, either in politics or in, in the medical arena, will be honest with you and tell you that's the best way. Well, Jamie, a, a friend of Consumer Watchdog, and I know a friend of yours, Congressman John Garamendi, who was our insurance commissioner and was great at implementing Consumer Watchdog's Prop 103. He was lieutenant governor. He's now a Democratic congressman from Northern California. And I know he's very close to Consumer Watchdog, and I'm a big fan of his. He taught me years and years ago 
when and when I was talking with him about insurance, when he was the insurance commissioner, and he said, Norm, look at what single payer would do. Look how much it would save. If you're an employer, it would save you a bunch of money on your workers' comp insurance because you'd no longer have to pay for the medical portion of the workers' comp insurance. If you are anybody having car insurance, and you buy med pay to have medical payments in case there's a car accident and you need some medical coverage, you wouldn't have to pay for that. He said, Norm, people, and this is John Garamendi, he said, Norm, people don't understand that if we do a single-payer Medicare for All system, everybody's going to save so much money because now you won't need all these different segmented insurance policies for health insurance for all these different situations in life, and nobody seems to understand that. And, Jamie, I think that's a major point. Yeah. You know, even the employer system versus the individual system, we're not all in the insurance, same insurance pool. And the more you get everybody in the same risk pool, the more effectively you can treat them, cover them, you know, grind down the people who provide services to them, which are the the, the hospitals that charge ridiculous amounts in many cases, and doctors. And, and you know, what it really takes is the political will and vision. I mean, you know, it was amazing because Jerry Brown's in D.C. allegedly taking on Trump, and he said he didn't really understand single-payer, how, how it would be paid for, which <laughs> uh, I know he's, you know. We're back to Governor Moonbeam now. <laughs> But it's actually the most <laughs> pragmatic solution, yes. uh, you know, and it's pretty simple. It's paid for by capturing all the dollars otherwise spent in the system now on a lot of waste and different systems and creating one system where the power of either the California government or the state government or the federal government is the purchaser. And that means that the bigger the purchase, the better the price, and they can grind down the, the drug companies, the doctors, the hospitals, the players, better than the insurance companies and not take any profit. And it's not a government-run system. It's really just a government-paying system, a single payer, because the government doesn't run anything. It just writes the checks, and it, com and it negotiates the amounts and the taxes that cover it. And, and in getting a system up and running, there, there's got to be you know, a big influx of money. could be just the capturing of the money currently in the system, Medicaid, uh, Medicare, and the money that employers now pay for, for health care for us. If we captured all that money, we could run a single-payer system. May employers who are large employers and international employers already deal with single-payer systems in other countries, and what they do is they use those country systems and then let their employees, in some cases, add on more benefits, like a supplemental if they want it, so they can see private doctors. But, you know, I think we've all been through the ringer, including the doctors, and there is a, there is a, a, a tipping point coming if this debate stays in the air toward that kind of radical change. I, I have said it before on this program, you know, Donald Trump, who says all sorts of crazy things, said something very uh, not crazy in 2000 in his book saying, we re I, I believe in a single-payer system. And I think states should experiment with single-payer systems. And that's because they do it all over the world, and it's cheaper and better. And this guy, you know, <laughs> I couldn't agree with more on anything or anyone. But on this one point... We need to remind yeah, him. We need to remind he, him of what he said 17 years ago. <laughs> well, I mean, he can't, it's impossible to look for an honest solution, okay, in in healthcare because of all the moneyed interests and playing in politics. Single payer is an honest solution. It's a popular solution. People are so sick of dealing with these crazy insurance company rules and these crazy drug company prices. Don't you think they just want to show up to the doctor and, and the hospital and get taken care of? And 
And if their employers paid a little bit more in payroll tax, would it be so horrible? If they paid a little bit more in tax, would it be so horrible not to have to worry with all this uncertainty we do in this world? Jamie, I think we're getting to the point now where a Medicare for all system, because people know Medicare and they know their mom or their grandmother or grandfather, whoever is on Medicare, and they know they like it. So everybody's familiar with it. But Jamie, I got to leave it there because we've run long. There's just so much going on. I really appreciate our, our time spent weekly together. Do check out Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, the president of Consumer Watchdog. But check out all the fine folks at ConsumerWatchdog.org. They're doing the Lord's work for consumers, and that means us. Jamie, thanks as always. We'll talk to you next week. Amen. Thank you, Norm.